My next guest is on a mission to help health coaches stop being broke by building booming businesses they are in love with. Please welcome Kendra Perry. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with Kendra Perry. Oh my God, I cannot wait to dive in this. It's going to be juicy. Hello, Kendra. (laughs) Hello, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited. We're finally doing this. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So let's dive deep and like share with us who is Kendra? What does she do? What are you so passionate about? Like, why are you doing what you do? Give us like all the details. Absolutely. So I am incredibly passionate about helping health and wellness coaches grow their business. I used to be a health and wellness coach. That's kind of where I started my business. Um, I believe it was about 2014 that I started. And the reason I became a health coach is because I actually had some pretty gnarly struggles with my own health. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially why I got interested in it. And it all actually started um, when I was in my kind of early 20s. I, I took this I switched, I was on birth control, birth control pill at the time. And I switched to this new one. And within like a very short amount of time, maybe like a couple days, my whole left side of my face broke out in this like deep cystic acne. It was horrible. And I went completely ghost white. It was very bizarre. And I'm a very, um, like I have a kind of a bit of a a more tanned skin tone, like even in the winter, like I have a bit of a darker skin tone Mm -hmm. for a white chick. Um, And I was like ghost white. Like it was weird. Like I look at photos of myself back at that time and I'm like, wow. Wow. Um, And so, you know, I went to the doctor and they're like, oh yeah, your body is just like normalizing to this stuff. And I ended up staying on it for six months when one day my mom like, uh, emailed me freaking out. She's like, look, I looked up this birth control and it's been recalled all over Europe for being really toxic. So I decided to go off of it, but, um, it, it really had long-term impacts on my skin and, um, yeah, acne is a terrible condition to deal with. Anyone who knows who's had it knows like how it really wrecks your self-esteem. And so I was very, you know, committed to trying to figure it out. I ended up on, more birth control didn't help. Ended up on, I believe, a three-month course of antibiotics, which did really help, but then it made things worse. And then uh, it, I think it had a pretty significant impact on my gut. So after I kind of had those experiences with conventional medicine, I was like, well, I need to look a different way. So that's when I kind of started getting interested um, in alternative health. And I sort of started ending, ended up going down that path and kind of got really obsessed with it. And then at the same time, this was in um, 2011. So I live in a really small town in British Columbia, and I grew up as a competitive skier. And when I moved to 
uh, this town in BC. It's called Nelson. Um, and I was skiing. I actually got scouted by a couple photographers and they're like, you're a really good skier. Do you want to be in photos? Like maybe you should be a professional skier. <laughs> and I was like, heck yeah, I want to be a pro skier. That sounds amazing. I've traveled the world, get paid to <laughs> ski. Like this is great. So I started to kind of go down that path. But um, at the end of that winter, I actually had a really bad fall. Um, and I blew my ACL, which is oh, a no. pretty significant, yeah, it's a pretty significant injury for a skier. Although it did take me quite a bit of time to figure out I had that injury. But once I learned I was going to need reconstructive surgery, um, I realized that I probably wasn't going to be a, a skier. You know, I was in my mid, I think I was like 27 mm -hmm. at that time, which for a professional athlete is old, right? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and um, the bigger issue too was that I was working in forestry. So I was doing uh, wildland firefighting. I was planting trees. I was designing cut blocks for logging operations and surveying. So a very physical job right? And something you need a knee for. <laughs> so it, it was like, it was a pretty like crazy predicament I ended up in because I was like, okay, I'm not going to be a professional skier. That dream is over. And now I can't work. Wow. Um, and I'd only ever worked in forestry. I never, I've never had a real job. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And so I, um, I ended up on medical unemployment for quite some time. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to do with myself. It was pretty depressing. But I ended up uh, starting a health blog called Crazy Happy Healthy just because I needed something to do. So I started writing articles like every day for a year. I wrote articles wow. just about whatever to this blog. And it was you know, at a time where people were making money being bloggers. And I was like, oh, I'll be a blogger. But, you know, I didn't have like a niche or a target audience. I was just writing random stuff. And so I think I only ever made like four bucks from like Google AdSense. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is not sustainable. <laughs> yeah. um, and then one day I was actually listening to a podcast and this guy who uh, runs the certification program called Functional Diagnostic Nutrition uh, was uh, being interviewed. And suddenly I was like, oh my God, like, I could become a health coach and I could do this online and I can do that from Nelson because Nelson has like 10,000 people. There's not a lot of career uh. <laughs> opportunity here. Right. And I'm not a city girl. So I was like, I don't want to move to the city. So I ended up pursuing that pathway and becoming a functional health coach. And I ran that business for about five years. Um, but along the way, cause I'd been quite successful. I had a lot of like kind of colleagues and like other business friends reach out to me and be like, how did you do it? And so I started consulting, uh, for business on the side. And then I sort of realized that like, wow, I love the business side of things, like even more than actually mm -hmm. like coaching people about health. And I sort of realized mm -hmm. that I could probably impact more people if I helped health coaches grow their business. Cause most health coaches really struggle with the business side of things. And that's the reason why they're not changing lives and helping people mm. transform their health. So uh, in 2000, at the end of 2018, I was like, I'm just going to make this full transition. And that's what I've been doing ever since and um, never look back. Absolutely uh, love it. Yeah. Your story is so amazing. I love all <laughs> the pivots, all the shifts, like following <laughs> your intuition, following your passions. So important. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, hopefully that wasn't too long. <laughs> No, I, I love it when you when we go deep and the part where you said that, you know, you truly knew you loved business. Like, how do you know? Like, what was the the sign or what happened in your life that you were like, oh, business is my jam? Yeah, well, honestly, it was like I had this moment one day where I was when I was creating a funnel <laughs> of all things 
And I was just like, I remember just like waking up and being like, yeah, I'm going to go work on that funnel. I'm so excited. And then simultaneously, I was like, oh, I got that client appointment. And um, (laughs) not to say I didn't love my clients, but it just kind of, I wasn't as excited about it. And I think Mm. too, like part of it was, I was also starting to burn out a little bit. Like, you know, I was Mm. so focused, like after that um, reconstructive surgery that I had, my health took a big dive, uh, really big dive. Like I'd, I don't even know really what happened, but I I went into the state of really deep uh, chronic fatigue, insomnia, like I, and and that went on um, up until about two years ago. So it was almost like eight years of this really deep chronic fatigue where I could like barely do anything. Like it was so debilitating. Um, and so I was very obsessed with fixing my own health while also supporting other people in fixing their health. And it was just a lot. Um, it was a lot to be fully in it for myself and then fully in it for my clients. And at some point I just, I was like, you know, if I'm going to really focus on my own health, I need to just focus on myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I, I found myself taking on, uh, a lot of the you know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and be thinking about this one client and like their pain and like how I could help them. And I just had a really hard time, um, mm-hmm. I guess, like protecting my energy in that space. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so I know you're big on group programs. So I'm curious to know, mm-hmm. like, why are group coaching programs so powerful? Oh, my favorite topic. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I love group programs. And that's actually um, what I do in my own business. I run 100% kind of uh, group programs. And and the reason why these are so powerful is because they, they give coaches the opportunity uh, to not only like make more money and scale their income, but also to mm-hmm. serve more people and also give their clients this sort of community that isn't always available with one-on-one coaching. And I think in today's world, community is increasingly more important. I think people feel pretty disconnected from community mm-hmm. uh, in the, you know, in this, especially in the past year, but I think that's been going on for a really long time. And I think with health, people feel very isolated. And, you know, personally, as someone who lives in a very kind of fit, healthy town, like I felt very like different from everyone, you know, when I was, people were just like, Oh, you're so healthy. Like, how could you feel like crap? And I'm like, I feel like crap every single day. I eat perfectly. I do spend all this money, I invest in my health constantly. And I feel like absolute garbage. And so I just didn't feel like I was understood, mm-hmm. you know, because the people around me were just, they were fine. And so I think that community aspect can be really powerful um, for clients because they they do often feel alone. Friends and family don't understand them. People don't relate to them. And so I think that community aspect is really powerful. And so group programs are, are very powerful for uh, the client because some people do actually thrive more in a group program and that group can kind of add that extra layer of accountability. But I think too, like not all coaches thrive in one-on-one, right? And I think one-on-one is a very powerful tool. And I'm a strong believer that it's, you're going to have an easier time growing your business if you start with one-on-one and then scale Mm -hmm. rather than going straight into like a course or group program, because um, there's just so much to be learned and gained from one-on-one coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, me personally, like I, I loved it for a while and then it just got exhausting to, and especially when you really start growing your business and you start getting booked out. Right. Mm. Um, and you're just in front of your computer for so long supporting so many people. And I mean, that can be a really, uh, kind of burnout process for a lot of coaches. 
Yeah, definitely. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of that. So how would you say is the best way to launch a group coaching program? I have this whole process that I I believe uh, people will be the most successful if they work through. I mentioned before, I do think most coaches should start with one-on-one, even if their intention isn't to have that kind of business. And the reason for this is essentially like, it's going to always be easier to sell a one-on-one, especially with your, if you're new, you have no audience, you don't really have an email list. I mean, to be able to sell a group program, like you need to have more volume on your email list. You need to have a following. You need to have a lot of things in place that early on in your business, like you're still learning. Right. And typically at least the coaches that I come across, typically money is an urgent need. They're like, you know, I need to quit my corporate job and I need to just like make money or I'm broke. And um, starting with a group program isn't going to be the way to go because it takes a lot longer to optimize that. Um, your first group program is going to take a lot of time to set up and then it's going to take a lot of time to optimize and grow it. Like you might not be making a full-time income from it for a very long time, possibly a year, maybe more. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but with one-on-one coaching, I mean, you could get a client tomorrow. You don't need much in place. Mm -hmm. You know, you just need a zoom meeting and you know, that's it. (laughs) A schedule, a schedule, right. A scheduling uh, platform or whatever. But, um, So I think you learn a lot going through that. You can get the money, but you can also learn a lot from your clients, right? You can test your program. You get that instantaneous feedback, which is really important because just putting together a program that you think is awesome doesn't actually mean that a person is going to get a result from it, Mm. you know? And so it's a lot harder to learn that Mm -hmm. what's working and what not, what's not when you have a group format because you're serving a lot of people and it can be very overwhelming. If you put together a program, get 10 people into it and the program is a disaster. It's very overwhelming (laughs) versus just doing it with one person and then, you know, getting that feedback and being like, okay, and being able to kind of improve it incrementally. So I think one-on-one is the place to start. But I think once people are, um, you know, at that point where maybe they've worked with five to 10 clients, uh, maybe they're making a little bit of income, maybe they've saved up a little bit of income and they, you know, they're enrolling one-on-one clients to kind of keep them afloat while they start building their group program. But I also, another mistake that people will make is they'll build the whole program and then sell it, then launch it. Yeah. And you know, the, the building of that program is, 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 is a lot, yeah. right. Uh, especially if you're, uh, doing a group program with a curriculum, with like an educational curriculum, which I'm I'm a big proponent of. I think there should always be an educational curriculum in a program just so clients know what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. The step-by-step process. They know exactly what they're doing. And um, so it takes a really long time to set that up. And again, like j- just because it worked really well in a one-on-one format doesn't mean it's going to serve a group because it's just different. There's a different energy. There's a different flow. There's less support, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's less opportunity to kind of like further explain things um, and even give people kind of unique modifications based on their lifestyle. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm a big proponent of starting with a beta, going bare bones, teaching it live, running the whole thing live. And yeah, just basically having a general outline, launching it where you don't really have anything built, like it's very bare bones, you're very transparent. This is a beta, mm-hmm. right? You offer people price incentive to be a part of your beta. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do it with a smaller group of people, maybe only five people, maybe like max 10 people. That way, if the program has a lot of issues, uh, it's not like you have 30 people and now you're like, oh crap, <laughs> this, is a, this is a gong show, right? Yeah. So I think that beta process is really valuable because it, with that smaller, more intimate group, you can really get that interaction. That's what you need. You need feedback, right? Because you're not going to get it right the first out of the gate 
even when you've worked with lots of one-on-one clients, it's just different. It's different exactly. when you offer things in a group container, right? Yeah. And so going through that beta process and doing that program, like running it as many iterations as you need <laughs> to the point where you're like, I'm 100% confident in what I've put together. And then you can do all the fancy stuff. Yes. I love mm-hmm. this so much. Thank you for sharing all this value. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Awesome. So I want you to share like a success story, maybe from one of your clients, something you're really, really proud of accomplishing in your business. Yeah. So one of my clients, um, Angela, and so she worked uh, with me in a mastermind program that I used to run, and we worked, um, you know, a lot of one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of the mastermind, like she was definitely at a place where um, she was doing really well with her one-on-one clients, right? She was generating good income. And, um, you know, she was a very motivated student, right? The people who obviously put in the work are the ones yeah. who are going to get the biggest results. And so she was like, I think I'm ready to launch a group. And so I essentially brought her through that entire process. We, I helped her launch the beta, come up with her launch plan, and, um, you know, get her emails together for the email marketing of the program. And we went through that process in about um, less than eight weeks. We did it quite quickly. And she launched her beta. She was able to enroll eight students or eight clients into wow. her, her first round of her beta program, which was amazing. And then I think she had three people who kind of missed the deadline and were like, crap, I missed it, who actually ended up becoming her one-on-one clients. So she did quite well with that beta program. And actually just two or maybe three weeks ago, she sent me a Instagram DM and she's like, Kendra, I just had a 50K month. Wow. And I was like, that's more than I made. <laughs> <laughs> You go, girl. I was very, very proud of her. And I thought that was just really amazing. (laughs) Wow. That's incredible. I love when our clients do better than us. It's like, yeah, Yeah. go, let's go. (laughs) Totally. You're like, ah, it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So I asked this to everyone who comes on the podcast, and I'm very curious to know your answer. What does being a powerful leader mean to you? Mm, I love that question. Um, I think it's I think being a powerful leader, leader is is really staying true to yourself and, and staying in intre- integrity, right? Because I think there's a lot of masks out there, um, people pretending to be something they're not or being someone they think that other people want them to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think it takes a lot of courage to stay in integrity, especially in today's world. Um, the world's very polarized, Um, people are very reactive. And so it's actually uh, to stay in integrity and actually be yourself, stand up for what you believe in is actually a really courageous thing to do. So in my opinion, that's what would, that's what that would be. Yeah, so good. I love that. Um, So do you have, you know, any last piece of wisdom you'd like to share with our audience today? Yeah, I would say if you're thinking about launching a group program, um, do it, consider it. (laughs) It's so much fun. Um, I, I mean, I love working in group programs because the, just the energy of a group is so great and it's so much fun and it's so great to see other people supporting each other and people becoming friends in your group. So I think, um, it's a really great business model. Obviously you don't want to jump in it, into it too quickly, but if you are considering it, I say go for it because it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. And who doesn't want fun? <laughs> yeah. I love fun. <laughs> Me too. That's awesome. So where can people go to connect with you further in the online space? 
Yeah. So the best place to uh, connect with me is Instagram. My handle is at Kendra Perry Inc. So that's Kendra Perry I-N-C. Um, I hang out on Instagram. If you shoot me a DM, I will always respond to you personally. I always also have a podcast called the Wealthy Coach Podcast um, that serves uh, coaches who want to build their online business. And I love podcasting. One of my favorite places to support people. So those would be the yes. two best places. Love it. Podcasting is the best. <laughs> it is the best. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your story, for sharing your value. I appreciate you so much. And yeah, like I look forward to keeping in touch for sure. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.